This is episode 163. Death is better than this. <laughs> Death um, is better than this tone control. <laughs> Death is better than this? <laughs> uh, co-hosted by none other than um, John Nonjovi. <laughs> It did not pay off as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> John Nonjovi, non, John, John Nonjovi, the shapeless. No, that's somehow worse. It's not better. <laughs> somehow worse. The, my hand is hovering over the bell. It's the okay. tone control. It's a tone. It's a tone, it's a tone control. So, and I just left the rest of it running. I'll just trim it off. No, no big deal. No big deal. Except I'm so irritated because we just go to like, everything's working. We're chatting in here. And then I, we like push go on the podcast and poof, we disappear from existence. Yeah. Way to go, Discord. You're ruining my life. It's a real Thanos situation. It is. It was a snap of the fingers and some of us were chosen. Apparently it was me and I was just gone. <sighs> Hmm. Anyway, as I was saying, my parents have not been able to get a haircut because you're not allowed hmm. to do things and see people, and they are starting to look hilarious. I was looking hilarious. I, yesterday was haircut day, and it was it was a big deal, and I did feel pretty apprehensive about going, but uh-huh. then, I, then I looked in the mirror. But like the places around here have been— <laughs> And you were like, death is better than this. <laughs> but then— um... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it right there. Um, Sometimes you just your first swing just yeah. hits, just connects, you know. Yep, yep. Okay. I uh, stuff around here has been opening up for a couple of weeks, and I let uh-huh. the place that I go kind of open up and and chill out. And I called them, and I was like, I need a haircut, but I need a haircut when you tell me I can get a haircut. Like it's up to you guys. You know, you tell me, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make you happy. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to make you bend over backwards. You're risking it. We're going to work. You can bend over forwards instead. I'll sit in the chair. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I like a week out, I had a haircut and that was yesterday. And now I'm down to a two on the back and sides and just like I like All it. Right. So I feel, I walked out of there feeling like I lost like 10 pounds. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. What's, um, what's a two translate to? Do I don't actually know, but I do know that a one is a little too close for me. You can, uh-huh. like, see the skin on my head, which I don't really love. Um, <laughs> let's see. Number two, uh, clipper mine length. goes in quarter, in, like, fractions of an inch. Uh, let's see. A number two is a mm-hmm. quarter inch. Quarter inch? That's, hey, same as me, man. That's cool. A, the, the, the number two is what you want on the sides and back. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's the one. That's the one. So, um... Yeah, we did that. What was really funny is um, 
they they have this setup and like they, there's all these procedures and so you've got to wear a mask, you got to be in your car until your appointment time, you can't mm-hmm. wait inside, all this like normal stuff, very uh, acceptable yeah. policy. And then at the front door, they got a big thing of hand sanitizer, like please sanitize before you touch the knob, before you enter the place, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I get there and yesterday here, it was blisteringly hot. It was it probably yeah, touched too. like 96 or so. It was crazy hot. So I get there, hot as hell, um, use the hand sanitizer, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to get a big, big old pump, and I'm going to yeah. really do it. Good job. Here we go. And it turns out it's some like Purell Naturals, which has a lotion-type ingredient to it to counteract the drying mm-hmm. of your hands from all the oh, alcohol no. in it, you know? Yeah. So it, it keeps your hands like moisturized and stuff. Little did I know that... Uh, that does not rub in very quickly or very well. So I have this huge wad of sanitizer lotion in my hand, and it will not, like, it is so slimy. <laughs> and it's it, it's humid out, and it just won't dry out. Yes, so it's humid, it's hot. The, the sanitizer itself is 100 degrees, so that's a really weird feeling. <laughs> Usually it's so cold. Yeah, so, and then yeah. it's like it informs you of every small little cut you might have on your hands, which I had some of, so that was alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy's like, he's like, oh, 4.30, like through the glass, and I was like, yep. And he's like, come on in. But I couldn't grab the handle to the door because my hands were so slippery. <laughs> Literally slippery with hand sanitizer. You're just yeah. sanitizing the door handle. Yeah, so I'm like doing my this arms. I'm doing, doing like the wrists. I'm all over. It was really weird. So I got in, took a much smaller uh, pump on the way out. Yeah. And, uh, and now I have a haircut. All right. Yeah. You did it. Yeah, we're, um, I'm getting ready to kind of quote unquote open back up over here. I've got my first... Uh, in-person session. Um, I've got the, basically the, the first person who got postponed is now rescheduled for Monday the 15th. I think. Cool. Okay. I think that's a Monday. Yeah. And, um, and then I got another thing. I've got to work out with a, a band that was literally like about to finish their record. I have like, I have their drums. Nice. <laughs> and we need to record the rest of it. So um, we're starting. It's, it's, gonna feel weird and we are kind of in a cramped space here and i don't know i i'm I, but i can't just i don't know can't just yeah. keep, keep never having them back and i think it's gonna start to be sort of it's just like it's just part of life like yeah. we just need to like you know wash ourselves and and like just think twice before you do everything that's all um, yeah and and i you know maybe maybe as a society we're just gonna be done with handshaking now right that's fine we can be done with that right you know, it's, handshakes it's originated. Stupid. yeah to check for weapons? <laughs> well, maybe I mean, we should leave it then. <laughs> but that's what, like, you see in old movies, yeah. I like grab on the forearm is to check for oh, okay. like a knife or something. So, sure. I don't think we need it. I saw I some know, guys man, in I, my neighborhood elbow bump, and I was like, we don't need that either. You know, we don't need to. You know, we need to rub our our elbow germs with with one another. You know, I I, I don't know. I I feel like I've I've seen those. Um, Assassin's Creed games, and mm-hmm. I, I think by the time you get close enough to feel somebody's arm, it's too late. You've been knifed. Maybe, but I think the idea is that you have grabbed it, right? And it, like maybe it would stop it I don't from. No, not that guy. Like if somebody grabbed that guy, true. Thing, he is, they'd, they'd he is an it. assassin of a certain Sheek. creed. Snicked, as it would Snicked. say. That's the it, one. Yeah. Snicked. That's what yep. I meant. Snicked. You were there to back me up. I got you. So things things are getting back to normal-ish. Eric. A little bit. Is not in the chat tonight because he's out at a gig. Oh, 
Yeah. A, a real gig? Yeah, he's working Is he gig. behind a barrier? I have no idea, actually. <laughs> How um, they work in that, I wonder? I'm not... I'm not sure, but I, he was like, oh, I'm really bummed I'm not going to be there tonight. I was like, dude, I would much rather you be working. Like, Please, go yeah. work. He's been going absolutely crazy. So, yeah. frig, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, you doing the gifts? What do we got gifting here? Uh, we, 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 there's been gift, some gifts, but uh, Brian says, screw the handshake. Time for <laughs> penis duels in the old Chinese <laughs> finger trap. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is so, not going to go well. You know what still comes up for me, like, often enough? Like, it's been many years now, but it comes up often enough. I think you know where I'm going with this. The touch and tips <laughs> with a hobo backstory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It comes yes. up a lot, like, especially during gigging time when we can't find a band member. It's like, oh, where's so-and-so? Yeah. You turn up know. to and, a venue. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. that's usually what I say. And people laugh. And I'm like, okay. But then I tell them the story about, you know, how it started. And it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a good, it's just so special. Let's leave it there. Yeah. You guys can take that one with you. Touching tips with a hobo out back. <laughs> yep. That's, that's where, uh, the, Dave, the, that's where Dave the, was. <laughs> that's where Dave, that's where we thought he might be. The, the usage of that, just so that you could work it into your daily, uh, your daily goings on is, uh, if, uh, if someone's not there, they might be out back touching tips with a hobo. That's all you need. <laughs> You move on with your day. Yeah. Settle that score. <laughs> I need to stop looking at the chat. We're going to have a problem here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's another tone control. Um, your, your stalwart, quasi-guitar-related friend here talking about our hairs and <laughs> our tips. <laughs> I can see Derek knew what was coming. When I started that sentence, he he heard that one and he knew. Yeah, I did. So we're gonna today we're gonna talk about some guitars, some guitar pedals, and um, a a brand new, just um, adjective based project <laughs> that I, <laughs> I just that has many adjectives, and uh, we're gonna talk about that and and its adjectives pretty soon. Do you want to get started? Yes. <laughs> this is what it would be like if I were a TV personality. I think this is what it would be Thanks like to if Pedal you... Genie for sponsoring the tone <laughs> control. Sorry. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Yes, this Pedal is... Genie. No, sorry, what? This is what it would be like if I wasn't here and you hosted the show by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized Although I was you're doing in... it now and I am here, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's... um. I don't know. I try out different things. Usually on podcast day, throughout the day, I start thinking, okay, like I should, I should get myself into podcast mode, right? I, know, I should be yeah. like a presenter of things and stuffs. And I started to just then I I'm realizing now that I was falling into the cadence that the trivia guy, we, we've been doing some trivia with people oh, like yeah, on Zoom, yeah. the, the YouTube trivia. We did some with, with you and Beth yep. and that guy has a, a cadence to the way he speaks, and I was slipping into a little bit of that. He does. It makes me think I'm. That's probably like just about the only uh, show speaker presenter person I've heard lately because I have no friggin' time to myself to listen to podcasts anymore. I don't even. By the way, thanks, listener, for listening to our podcast. Yeah, man. Even like, though you don't have any time for it. Seriously, maybe. like I have. Actually, I have a story to tell you off air, but um, I had some long time in the car recently, and it was like, yeah. I can finally do the podcasts. I can finally yeah. catch up. And I only listened to one podcast, and I didn't even get through 
my backlog of episodes, but it was so nice. Yeah. So nice. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about some things, shall we? Yeah, let's do some things. So right at the top, what is what is this adjective project adjective so, project? So I don't know why, I, don't know why I started doing this. So let me let me zoom way <laughs> out here, right? Um, okay. I'm still in grad school, right? We talked about that a while ago. Yeah. Um, I'm coming to the end of my term, the first term of my course. So I'm in week eight of right. 10 and week nine starts Sunday. And in week nine, in, in whatever week is before the final week, of a term is typically when ultimate week is typically when the final project is due for a course at, at sure. SNHU. So they, they, they pull an HBO and the big episode is the yeah. one before the finale, you know, and there's uh, a bit of tidying to yes, go after yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, that is due next week. So I've been, the, the, the term has been slowly ramping up in intensity and like how much attention it takes yeah. out of me. Yeah. So we're really like, we're right at peak, you know, Saturday is going to be a day of homework for me all day. And it's mm-hmm. so that, that's the thing that's going on. Meanwhile, I was like, you know what? I need another project, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a dumb thing for Bullshit. me to upset. But the thing is, I've been wanting to do this for a little while. And I thought uh, if you saw this on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about tone of the week. And tone of the week started with me thinking like, I have my pedal board here. And now that Helix is integrated, I can like have radically different guitar sounds at the drop of a hat. So I thought like, you'd be fun is to like post a quick Instagram video daily of a tone of the day. Some like, you know, really different thing or something. But then every day is way too much for me to keep up with. So I knocked it back to tone of the week. And the first one I was able to do in like a half an hour on my lunch break. So I was like, this yeah, is sustainable. so this seems like it'll work. Yeah, because I'm home now and working from home. So I was like, this is great. So I can, I, I've worked out a little bit of the schedule here. So Monday, I am going to, Monday of any given week, I'm going to work out some new tones, right? Or a new tone for Tone of the Week, which will film, edit, and publish on Tuesday. So we've got Tone of the Week Tuesdays. Yeah. The How idea, long does it take to, to, to edit a video like that? I go for as it was like, fast it was like two and loose as I, can, as I can get it edited. Like yeah. I, okay. <laughs> um, the, the hardest part with editing something like that is syncing the audio of the guitar with the video of the guitar because they're being recorded separately. Um, you got clap, dude. I can't clap. So I, my guitar is going straight into Logic. You got to clap. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I give like a, a chug. But yeah, the point is like that you, takes you, the yeah, most just, time. Just like slap the string. Well, however, have you seen the two tones? That does not really cooperate that well. <laughs> well, you don't have to turn that tone. You could. This is. Yes. This is, yeah. You know, this is okay. behind the curtain here. Right. I'm giving so, you. A, I'm giving you a sec- the secret sauce. It's so, you need a clapboard of a guitar. I um. So to edit something like that, really, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, which is why they're pretty yeah. fast and loose. So. If it's if the audio ends up being a little out of sync, I am not going to care. So full disclosure, <laughs> the quality of the video may suffer <laughs> in order to keep you assholes entertained. <laughs> so uh, the the idea here is to build a new tone every week and use it while we're stuck at home in quarantine, and and use it to play guitar at home and kind of just switch things up because 
if you are like me and you have more time to play guitar now than you did, I can pick it up between meetings at work, five, 15 minutes here or there. Um, mm. It's easy to get like kind of like repeatable and, and a little bit stale and kind of boring. So I'm working on just radically different tone ideas the concepts of tone and like, you know, when people say tight low end, what does that mean? I do something like that. Um, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So yeah. I started one, right. I started one. Uh, I did the first one and just made up a cool sound that I thought was cool and yeah. posted it. And then I was like, yo, let's open this up to suggestions. So mm-hmm. Patreon supporters will get a priority suggestion. If a Patreon, if we get a bunch of suggestions, I will prioritize those for Patreon supporters. Um, if we don't get any, I'm just going to wing something that I think is a cool sound. So the second week, which was where I posted that this week, was uh, Ambient Fuzz. Sean from Lollygagger wanted to hear what ambient, my take on Ambient Fuzz. So I went ahead okay. and did it. Yeah. Right. It sounds and good. It sounds crazy. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil it here, but like, you know, the, the take in the video is that those are two things that are kind of opposite ends of a spectrum, it seems like. <laughs> it could, could be, yeah. Could be. Yeah. So I made up this like totally wild patch with Helix and some other effects and and it's it's loud and it's just out of control woolly massive reverby fuzz. It's really cool. So anyway, nice. send tone recommendations and you could it could be combinations of gear like uh, this amp, this pedal, this speaker, whatever. Uh, it could be an idea like make the tone of I don't know like. Growing grass, a dinosaur so like, farting, right? Something like that. It could be um, like make a cool Stratocaster. Tone. Like I'm open to whatever, and it it should be fun. It should be fun. I think it'll be cool. All right. That's my where, where do you want to hear them? Uh, where do you want them to know? So them, the to main know the main hub for this is Instagram or Tone Control Instagram. So you can send it there. Uh, you can send it to me directly if you follow me on Instagram. You can post it in Discord. Is where I really want to see them. Yeah. Do we have so, a channel for that, or do you want to? No, but use we can, one of these. We could put it into. We want to repurpose letter riff. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Let's let's, sure. let's redo letter riff, uh, or just like really wherever. The point is to get me the idea. If you just have this crazy idea and you're in the wrong channel, I'm not going to like knock points. Okay. Um, kind of like like Doug is asking, is it the sound like a band without breaking the bank thing from Andertons? I'm not going to go into like that crazy a detail, I think. And I'm, <laughs> I'm more, we could do the band thing. I hadn't really thought of that because I think many, many uh, video options for music gear is focused on sounding like a certain person or a certain band, um, which yeah. is fine. We can We can do some of that for sure. But that wasn't my original goal. Yeah, we'll o- probably get there if you're doing if you're doing one of these a week. You're, we're gonna we'll we're end gonna up get there some stuff in I'm there. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, and if you're like, oh, make a cool strat tone, like you're gonna be looking at great strat players. So then you kind of end up, yeah. yeah, right, right. So I've done it. I've just repurposed the letter riff channel has now become tone of the week. Nice. And I've just taken the old title and added it to the top of the description and pushed it down. So when we keep using that <laughs> channel for different things, we'll it. have a history of what it's been sitting in its own description. I love it. So anyway, that's that. Um, it's been really fun to do so far. Kids yeah. outside, can you chill? <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, a podcast in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. 
Good lord, it's hot in here, dude. I'm Is sweating. It? Yeah, you it's, gotta get your AC going, man. So it's not that hot outside. It's 74 outside, but like yeah, my it's the ha- afternoon though. Your house has been soaking up that solar energy all day. It was very, day, it was very cloudy today, and it's just like, you know, what it is like. I've got the window open, but the door shut, so there's no room for some some yeah. uh, convective airflow. Right. It's hot, right. and I didn't want to have a fan blowing because I'm a podcaster and I'm a goddamn professional. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yesterday was it, it yesterday was hotter outside, so it was cooler in here because it made my AC run more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way it goes. Yes, yeah, so that that's is how air conditioning works, correct. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't very much appreciate your tone, sir. I'm on this like because air conditioning is expensive to run and stuff. Um, I played this this game that I hate with myself of like, you know, how hot does it have to be outside before I turn it on versus I don't want the air conditioning to start working when it's 90 degrees in the house and then it takes like six hours to cool down. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that's my battle. Um, it was off all day today because it was really kind of fine and I had a fan in the window and stuff. And, and I'm more concerned with the overnight. If I can't sleep, then we got a problem. Yeah, we we have ours go a little cooler at night than mm-hmm. than we allow it in the day. The, I think the rule is four degrees. If you have to swing more than four degrees, you would have been more efficient to turn it on sooner. Is that okay? I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I think that's that's what I've always heard. Anyway, um, I um, I I don't know. Maybe something. Maybe if you have a kid, your your yeah. standards of what counts as expensive changes. Sure. But I do not consider AC that. It's also no, it's a it's little not, different it's in not, Ohio too. Well, and really, it's that it just trades with my gas bill in the summer. So, like right. over the winter, my gas bill goes up because I use more heat, and then they you, they just those, switch. Uh, those glorious uh, couple of weeks in spring and fall <laughs> where your bill yeah. is like astoundingly low, and you're like, "What's going? I live in you know. Yeah. I, I feel like a god." Yeah, I can that, that is the universe. Yeah. I get this glorious few weeks of of no heat, no AC. I can control <laughs> my comfort with fans in the window, and yeah. that's my goal. But it's fine; it'll be fine tonight. It's just it gets warm in the office here, so right on. We're good. Right on. I made myself a nice cool drink before I came up. Super. And then, yeah. And then it melted. Ha. There was no ice, but um, oh. it is not that cold anymore. Yeah. I made. A martini. <laughs> right? Right? Who am I? <laughs> who, who is this guy? What was going on? Who is this guy? But, you know, it's 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 warm out. It's gin season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I got gotcha. what, um, what is going on with Derek might want some <laughs> studio monitors? What is this? Tell me about this. So here's one of the things that I was talking about before we started. Um, I yeah. rearranged my my desk and reorganized a bunch of stuff here, and that involved. Yeah. Hang on. Um, that involved taking these old speakers off my desk, which I'm yeah. sure you've seen around. I've had these yeah. for a super long time. These are Creative GigaWorks T40 Series Two speakers. This is the left one. Um, 
I've had these for. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I've had these for a super long time. Um, on the right speaker, there's a bunch of controls, but the volume knob had gotten. A good year. <laughs> uh, the volume uh, yes. knob. This is an exquisite vintage. <laughs> the volume knob started to get crackly, and I could probably yeah. clean it and stuff like that. But I was also thinking, like, now that I'm doing more music at home, and like I've been, this is not because of being quarantined. I've been doing more music at home over the last few years. Should I be looking into some proper? studio monitors for listening accurately. Um, right now I'm using my wife's old Bose system, which is like a left to right and mm. a sub. And I know the thing about Bose. That, 2.1 system to you nerds. Yeah, I, I, I know it sounds good, right? So to a listener, yeah. like it sounds, it's big, it's loud, it's boomy. It's, it's got the whole thing. It's it's very present and stuff like that. Upon switching speakers on my desk, it was immediately apparent the, the difference. Yeah. Um and I know the the Jogo, Is it there is it there like um I'll post a relatively the same size? They're smaller, which is appealing because okay. I, I wanted the desk space and, and Beth was like, I'm not gonna use these anymore because she's fully mobile now. She had it set up on her desk. And she's like you can use them in here. You know, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um Hang on, let's take a pick. Boop. And I know the joke of like, oh, Bose stands for buy other sound equipment. And they are definitely imparting stuff on the listening experience that I'm not super yeah, keen on. It. Yeah, and I don't want that, but also as like a a listener of music and I just want to like listen to my stuff real loud, it's fine. Right. Like that that doesn't yeah. really weigh in. But when we talk about building guitar tones and stuff, that is way more important to me. The the yeah, actual yeah. represent proper representation of sound, not being lied to. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And I was being lied to by my old speakers. I know that, but I was so familiar with how they sounded because I've been using them for right. like ten years or something. Mm-hmm. So it almost like I know the value in being familiar with your tools, also. So. Anyway, I don't know anything about studio monitors, and I don't really have a lot of like money to throw around at something like this, but it has been in the back of my mind as, can I get away with something affordable that's going to do a good job for the purposes of playing guitar through Helix at home, working on yeah. some simple band demos, podcast demos, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. For, well, for one thing, like, a lot of the cost of this stuff has just gone so, so far down. It's I, yeah. crazy. <laughs> I did look at, like, a, you know, a affordable studio monitor blog post someplace, and some mm-hmm. of them were, like, you know, 150 bucks or something like that, and yeah. pros and cons, and I was like, well, you know, I know a professional who I should speak to about this before I just <laughs> base this on one random internet article, but... Yeah. Yeah, I can't um, even find it anymore. But yeah. Oh, that's um, yeah. Well, it's it's probably it's probably pretty right. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot you can you can go a long way for not really all that much money, especially because you don't need something very large. Yeah. Um, but you you want something that that isn't quite as hyped. It's it's tough to say like what's going on with the Bose stuff because I know that was kind of their scene was the sort of like enhanced harmonics and stuff like that. Right. And these Crap. are older speakers too, so they still might I don't know if Bose has changed that that thing about them, but I don't know. Um yeah. this system's probably from 2007 maybe. Mhm. 
your your other ones, your old ones, were they a two point one? Oh, okay. Which yeah, is that so was the part of the appeal was like I have wanted to get a sub. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so it, the other ones. I mean, I'm sure they weren't like strictly speaking really accurate, um, but not having a sub like any pretty much any system with a sub even if it isn't all hypey and stuff is going to make you, you you're going to be like whoa you know yeah um because of that ex, you know at least one extra octave you know yep um i'm i was just trying to refine i went to sweetwater and put put monitor speakers in and it's like it's all headphones what the hmm. fuck um, so like, I don't know what to look for in that kind of thing. Cause I, I, you know, you get what you pay for and combine that with, if you spend a lot of money on something, it's, you know, th- there's a cost to value ratio yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. and like, I might not have to buy another pair of speakers for a really long time if I get something nice, but right. I'm not looking to start a studio in this room. This untreated <laughs> yeah. room that it doesn't need to be a a, a dead ringer. Right, you know? right. That that's the other thing because by the time you're spending a thousand dollars on studio monitors, you ought to be spending a thousand dollars on your room treatment first mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not wasting that money. Um, but you can, yeah, you can you can do fine. So like, let's just for kick. So I finally got this refined enough. I'm just going to sort by price. Um, I've been impressed with the. Um, uh, PreSonus made a line uh, for, uh, somewhat recently in the in the past few years. Uh, the Eris that have been pretty good. I, actually, my that's what I got from my dad when he was getting set up. So like the, a few years was, ago. Okay, I'm looking at their website. So here's here. a the three point the E three point five. It's a three and a half inch driver, and that's it. Sounds that's the one that he has. It's only a hundred for the pair. Oh, and um, they're they're quite nice for that. They have a oh, five and Bluetooth. Yeah, most and and that's the other thing is a lot of the stuff at this level is kind of like here's uh, the comparable sort of product from Mackie, a three inch, uh, you know, it says multimedia monitors. You know, they have quarter inch TRS, they have eighth inch TRS, they have RCA inputs, they have Bluetooth, hmm. stuff like that. A lot of them have like all of this stuff built in, um, and okay. uh, and then you know you could you go up a little larger and. Let's see, the Eris, the five inch is $125 each. So a lot of studio monitors are sold as a single speaker. Mm, okay. So the smallest ones are are usually sold as a pair. Um, oh, interesting. So on their website, they're considered the 3.5 is considered a media reference monitor. And then the five and up is a studio monitor. Yeah, and and they're kind of just classing them, right? Because it's sort of um uh, obviously, as it gets larger, they can extend uh, down lower into the frequency yep. response and, and be linear, more linear at least. Still, so it's it starts to count. I mean, a five inch is not going to really be producing a lot of eighty hertz, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be a lot. I mean, a, a five inch is probably the biggest that I would recommend for that room, especially considering there's no treatment or anything. Yeah, in it. it's really just um, to have like, and I sit right here perfectly like. In between yeah. both speakers, and it's really just for making great sounds. Um, okay, this yeah. is so. This does not have a so, sub, though. No, uh, and I and I kind of wouldn't recommend a sub um, okay. because, well, I don't know. It depends. You you could be lucky, and a sub could sound awesome. 
Um, well, but I mean, it's also- tricky and it does, it does weird things. Like you, you, if you're talking about strict accuracy, um, a sub is going to add weirdness to any room that if you aren't able mm. to treat it properly, especially in untreated room, there's going to be places where the, the waves are going to build up and you're going to get build base build up in some areas and then it'll be a, sort of a hole in others. Mm. And because okay. all, you know, your stereo imaging is going to get more confused. And mm. so there will be a lot more like you have to be in exactly the right spot for it to sound right. You know, okay. a, a sub is is a lot more promise than reality when it, it comes to, you know, I, interesting. Um, okay, that's accuracy. that's fair because I don't necessarily need more gear or more money spent on this. Right, and it adds money if you're going to get like a, a cheap sub. It's going to be really small, and it's not. Is it going to add that much low frequency content? Is yeah. you know when it's that unless until you get to like an eight or a ten inch, which are going to cost a few hundred. And, um, the, the ones that I'm kind of looking for here, I guess I'm still too low in the price range, but, um, I have somebody asked in the chat, I think Brian asked in the chat, I currently have Adam, uh, T seven V I forget. It's the, it's the T line T yeah. T seven V is, is what I have. Um, they're seven inch, obviously they have, uh, this new T line is a, a less expensive monitor. Mm-hmm. Than some of the ones they've done, um, they're still really nice. Um, com- I used to have uh, from the AX series. I had A five X's with a sub, hmm. and I got rid of that system and went for set. When I moved to this room, the sub just wasn't quite jiving. Like I said, it's it's complicated okay. to get yeah. a sub right. It wasn't really jiving, and so I went down to just stereo. So I upped the size of the monitor so I could get a little bit more deepness out of it without having to have the sub. Makes sense. Um, these seven inches were cheaper than the fives <laughs> that I had before because it's they're just I, I honestly don't know how Adam did it as far as cramming this much good sound into the smaller thing. So I I highly recommend the T series as for inexpensive monitors. The okay. they um c- the 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 difference honestly there wasn't a whole lot of sonic difference the. The things that were immediately apparent are I can actually hear the amplifier in this. Um, oh. Like when I turn them on, I can hear just the tiniest hiss. Yeah, okay. Whereas the A5Xs were silent. Huh. So it's just a more expensive amp inside there. Um, and obviously like the frequency response isn't going to be exactly the same, but it's it's pretty close. The T-series are rear-ported instead of front-ported. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not gonna, that's not gonna matter if you don't have like a treated room anyway, but you, you don't, you don't want to have them backed up against a wall, but you don't oh. really want any monitor backed up against a wall. Um, I mean, so if they're going to be like within 12 or 16 inches of a wall, you, you might consider paying attention to making sure it's a front ported. They are going to be that close. Um, I think the Eris are front ported. Any. They, is that oh, the, the hole in the back of them? Not. Yeah. Um, that is the thing. The because of the, I mean, I could rearrange this. I'd have to rearrange this whole room. Um, yeah, so so think about, let's see. I don't know if anything in this size. KRK, I, I have a lot of trouble recommending KRK. Mm. Those are the black ones with the yellow driver. Yeah, I've seen them. Um, so now let me ask you this. Just again, for the sake of conversation, this, birds, can you? God. I can hear the birds. I can. Yes. Jeez, I'm, okay. The PreSonus stuff. Um, like I'm just, I just have the Mac, the iMac here with a headphone out. Um, but these have TRS in and looks like RCA in. Yeah. 
I don't have a thing to convert that. It seems like. Or, I mean, I could get it. Would, would um, I get like a headphone to left, right which, TRS? Sorry, which ones are you looking at? The the first one you sent, the PreSonus Eris three point five BT. Oh, because the so uh, the output from your system uh, is just out of your MacBook, so it's a single single inch. headphone. Yeah, yeah. So you could you you would split that into the RCA because oh, that's okay. an unbalanced signal. So you have three connections for you have a shared ground, okay, and then one hot for each. So yeah, you could you could get a splitter that had dual RCA on the other side, and that would be the way to go. Um, okay. For the, so I'm I'm actually looking at so Eris the five inch Eris the XT five which is 150 bucks each mm. that okay. is a front ported. Um, What's the XT? I'm having trouble finding front ported in this smaller size. I think they start putting the ports in the back because it gets hard to fit one on the front when they're shrinking the yeah, monitors probably. as much. Um, a sealed box monitor would be fine as well. I just don't think the five is are. also a much bigger piece of kit, which I don't know if I have room on my desk for. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's the okay. other thing is even though these are like three point five inch drivers, like when you look at multimedia speakers from you know the likes of Creative or something, they're like the width of the driver is nearly the full width of the box. Right. Oop. Whereas something that's like this, where it's more angled toward being. Um, acoustically correct mm-hmm. is going to be in a bigger box because you're you're giving the speaker the airspace it needs and the porting it needs to mm-hmm. actually like drive do, things do correctly yeah. and stay in phase with itself and stuff like that. Yeah, it really looks like everything below like five inch drivers tend to be rear ported. Hmm. I wonder if even the 3.5 that aren't the Bluetooth. Yeah, they're the same. Same, the same body. speaker design. Same every report. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a terrible. Okay, so here's one thing that I I remember about the 3.5 Eris. Is like I said, I installed these um, on my dad's studio. Uh, on the back, you'll see they have room controls. Uh, I'm looking at the 3.5. Oh, this yeah, is I different. did see that. Um, Why is this different? Right, acoustic tuning, high and low, plus or minus. Well, that's so that's just an EQ. So those yeah. are shelving EQs that you can use to adjust for your room. Um, this this is different. So what, I'm looking at the 3.5 BT. Maybe I got the other ones for him. Which of the Eris? Let me. I can find them. I can find them. Let's look at the others. See what their controls are like. His had. Um, no, this is the same thing. I wonder if his is an older design or something. The nice thing about those is the amp was in one side of them, so you actually would you could connect your computer right into one of them, and then mm-hmm. there's yeah, a, that, that's a carry what, through. That's what it looks like on this as well. Okay, so that'd be fine. You wouldn't even need a splitter. Why? 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 Acoustic space. Oh, okay. So you know what? He must have the fives. Oh, okay. Because right, because uh, that the, has XLR in and all this other stuff. The back panel in the five has this extra thing, and this this you'll see. It's yeah. um, it, and you you can even see a diagram of sort of like what they're what they're expecting. So the thing mm. has the acoustic tuning high mid high and mid, and then there's a low cutoff for flat eighty hertz or one hundred. And I I I imagine that's to do with a sub. So you can you can have oh, it okay. do its own crossover if you have a sub. 
Um, but then there's this acoustic space, which is zero, minus two, or minus four. And then they show this diagram, like zero if it's far from a wall, minus two if it's close, and then minus four if they're right into the corners of a room. And hmm. so what they're doing is they're actually shelving down the low end uh, because you're going to get a base boost if you have them close to the wall. I see. Okay. So you could you could uh, do that yourself with the low shelf on those other on the the three point five. The controls only had like a high shelf and a low shelf mm-hmm. knob. Yep. That's what you would do. Is you'd sort of like listen to music, and if you feel like it was boomy while it was close to the wall, which is what will tend to happen, mm-hmm. then it'll um, it'll go. But of course, the the five inch has a front board anyway. Yeah. So um, popping over to the chat, Doug is asking how important is it that he have a really true sounding speaker in his home. At what point will I show up to a studio and get a totally different tone than I got at home that uh, can't be easily rectified by a little EQ or mixing adjustment? Um, I think it depends on how you're listening at home. If you're making tones through a guitar amp, then that's not a, a concern um, because they'll just mic your amp, you know? So like, Yeah, make the amp sound like what you want. But if you're doing something like Derek's doing playing yeah. with the Helix or something, then you need proper speakers. Um, or kind of better yet headphones. If you, if you really were worried about accuracy and you don't have a treated space that you know is accurate, headphones is the way to solve that because you can spend one or $200 on headphones and be extremely accurate and you don't have any room to worry about. Yeah. I've thought about that as well. Um, but I use this, this office and this desk space for casual music listening while I'm at work. Um, I use it for video editing and, and, and music, so you, it's you like it's a multi-purpose, right? And wearing headphones to do all that is not always super convenient. Yeah, so I mean, I I can't say like how how, how screwed up your room is when you're listening. You mm-hmm. know, I have like I have just listening to music speakers in the house, mm-hmm. and it's not an accurate acoustic environment at all. Um, but yeah, I just play music on it. It's it's different. It's like the car too. I mean, your yeah. car is a horrible environment you're you're way different you're no matter what you're at a super different distance from the left or right speaker um the shape of it is bonkers yeah. like <laughs> there's nothing accurate about your car um right. but it's it's where a lot of people listen to a lot of music so some of it is familiarity um but if you're doing stuff that is actual for actual music production that's when i would say like let's let's actually think about creating something that's at least a little bit accurate yeah, and then, I think, and then just try to get used to it. I mean, you you will know how far you want to go. Yeah, as far that's as the that's the thing. Is like, and an actual music production is really the big air quotes on this whole thing because it is just fucking around to make tone of the week. But I want to make sure because when I when I hear it through my speakers here in the room, um, and then I listen to it on headphones once it's been posted, it does sound pretty different. And it's usually like a mid-range honk that's not what I thought it was. And it's not a huge deal but hmm. it, for the purposes of this. But it does make me think like, oh, that that is not really what I heard. And So the bows are kind of scoopy. I haven't um, – Maybe. The, the bows are kind of scoopy. And there's this weird like upper mid – focus that they do, or at least compared to the old speakers. I'm not sure if they were a little flat in that area or not, but, um, some music I put on was like, just didn't, it it sounded kind of hollow and didn't have, um, like it had a lot of oomph, but not right in the right place. I think maybe my other speakers were more mid rangey. Um, Mm -hmm. if, if not, these are flat or scooped, I'm not sure. 
Uh, I'm not super great at being able to identify that. And then like the acclimation of listening to them over the last three days, like it's gone now, practically, you know, I'm so used to it already. So, right. Okay. Well, good talk. Um, I'm, I can research more and I have kind of thought about rearranging my office, but I don't really think I need to, but, um, the bottom line with this stuff is like probably most, like if you read that blog, it's probably telling you the truth. Um, most of these are going to outperform the thing you have by a pretty wide margin. Yep. You know, so, and, but, but don't necessarily, don't expect them to have the same deep base as something with a sub. Yeah. Um, but that can be disguising things that could be making things sound louder and fuller just by the virtue of having a sub, you know, like Mm -hmm. when I'm, when we're doing music production, we want things to sound huge, whether they're on a system with a sub or not. So that's the trick is like, I don't, I never want to put all of my bass guitar and kick drum into the range where only a sub is going to reproduce it because then somebody's going to play it on their phone and be like, well, that's fine. Well, it's like, how many albums have you heard where there's like a bass drop or something at a breakdown? And then when you don't have a sub, it just ducks and like every, like the bottom gets sucked out of it. And it's because the sub would be handling that in other settings. That's the hardest friggin' thing to do too. Cause you can, (laughs) if you treat a bass drop right, you can get it to be resonant in the, but you have to distort it. You have to use distortion to create those other frequencies. Um, but yeah. then try to not make it sound super crunchy and oh, it's a mess. Bass drops are hard. They are, and <laughs> I think like we have some friends who have a record out that for many years ago that has a bass drop on it, and it's it's cool. It's a cool bass drop when you can hear it. But it's just that yeah. when you can't, like all of the bottom gets pulled out of everywhere else. It's yeah, <laughs> and then it comes. It kind of fades back in a second later. So anyway, the ducking. Okay. The ducking. Anyway, let's move on. You want to talk about pedal genie? Yeah, let's do that. Um, and I I don't have a, a pedal this week, hmm. but I think one is very close to arriving in the mail. So well, that's, well, that's all right. We'll have to get there next time. Okay, here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want. For one low monthly price, shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. You know, the highlight of this show, the highlight of recording this podcast is the, the Pedal Genie ad break where we get to really just pop in the chat and catch up with everybody. Oh god. It's so fast and so strong. <laughs> uh, okay. I like the Bob's Burgers reference. It's one of my be- my favorite shows. But uh, Butts, butts, Tina Belcher. Um, 
Every now and then, Beth and I will say, your ass is grass and I'm going to mow it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best lines. <sighs> Solid. Solid line. So, Derek, tell me about what the heck from Dwarfcraft. Oh, sorry. Let me open this. Um, here we are. It is the gears from Dwarfcraft Devices. This is my second Dwarfcraft pedal um, in in two Pedal Genie shipments. It's the the it's the the Dwarfcraft sequential the double, the double dwarf tone tone month. <laughs> maybe maybe my tone of the week will feature this. Well, maybe we can do that. Yeah. Um, I I plugged this in. I actually haven't played this in a like a week, maybe. Um, so I'm kind of not really that familiar with it yet, to be honest. But I can't find a page for this. Does it well, exist anymore? No. So Dwarfcraft, as we learned pretty recently, I think from our chat even, uh, they have called it quits. They're going out of business. I, I don't know if they're going yeah. out of business or if they're choosing to end or something like that. But um, this is a pedal. Uh, here's an article from Premier Guitar from 2015. This That's pedal was I announced find, yeah. in 2015. Um, so let's see. It's it's like an overdrive fuzz thing. There's there's like these weird controls. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm just like an idiot. But I mean, the the one in the article is the same layout that I have here, so you can kind of just see that. Okay. Um, so the drive, you can get like a really filthy big time overdrive slash fuzz. It's like a f- f- fuzz overdrive, <laughs> fuzz distortion. It's an over over fuzz distortion. Oh, oh fuzzer. Yes. It is what you said. So, um, I'm just going to read through the features on the Premier Guitar thing because they have over Storshas. I'm just going to read through the Premier Guitar page because <laughs> they they have a better way of putting it than I can explain. Um, okay. So, the Overdrive is a fixed sound that can be mixed from silent to loud, uh, just like the OG Robot Devil. I think that's another pedal that Dwarfcraft used to make. The signal is then fed into a clock divider. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, buckle up. Uh, which puts out a square wave or two that you can mix into the output. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this this is where things get really confusing. Like for me, I, I don't know what a clock divider is, but it sounds complicated. The audio yeah. then travels to an aggressive filter section, and there's also a drive control, uh, allowing you to play nice with the filter or just slam audio up against it. The filter can also self-oscillate for extra noise, uh, and noise is the thing about this pedal. Uh, it can be set to just make noise all on its own. It doesn't need to have anything plugged into it, even. Okay. <laughs> it'll do. Uh. <laughs> it'll do all kinds of. Um, there's an expression input that allows you to control the frequency knob, um, and it's. It's wild, dude. Like it's mixing in weird filter stuff, weird frequency oscillation stuff, just barely into a crazy high gain overdrive or this fuzzed thing that it's it's towing the line on is a really cool thing. It is a cool sound. It yeah. is one of many sounds that this pedal can make. And it is, I think, kind of the most usable, uh, aside from just like mm-hmm. a regular drive tone. Um, like but it, turning off some of that crap? Yeah, turning off some of that crap, it sounds, I mean, it's not crap, but, you know, it sounds good. It's, it's, but all those other features are the thing about this pedal. And I don't think that thing is really my thing. I don't think that thing is my thing. (laughs) Okay, purred. But um, he said to himself. So there's controls for one, 
slash two slash four, then drive, yeah. frequency, res, and master. Res with a Z. So I, I, it's like, I don't know what any of this does. I plug it in and it makes all these weird, you know, whoopie doo noises. You have an express, ex- expression pedal though, right? Technically, yes. Because um, I think that's probably yeah. where something would start to make sense. I think so. Maybe I should bother with that. Like stuff like the resonance is probably not something that makes sense unless you can like wah it, mm-hmm. you know, which it can totally do. Um, yeah. it's a weirdo. It's nine volt DC, you know, in and out true bypass. I believe it was two twenty five retail, but I think you can get these used on reverb for anywhere from like one eighty to two ten, give or take. Okay. So, uh, I'll do a demo. I can do a demo maybe tomorrow or over the weekend. And it's like it's it's a blast. It sounds really fun, and you can do stuff with it that yeah. I, uh, my current pedal board, maybe even including Helix, I don't know if could make stuff like this. So it's intense. Mm-hmm. Electronic wubs and familiar waz and plenty of other new sounds are effortlessly dialed in and modulated with your foot. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the I gears. Think, yeah, I. This looks so much like one of those pedals that makes no friggin' sense unless you have an expression into it because be. so much of that other stuff, like the in, you know any individual knob position, probably sounds like weird. And what would I do with this? But yeah, and, and as you around, sit on the floor with it and and turn turn knobs and stuff, it's like whoa, that's a yeah. really wild sweep. And you yeah, doing that with an expression yeah. does make a lot of sense. It's still a very intense effect. Mm-hmm. So. Lots of noise, lots of like, it's, it's not even like self noise, self noise. Yeah. 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 So cool. That's the thing, man. Thanks, Pedal Genie. Thanks, Dwarfcraft. Uh, whatever you guys are up to next, I wish you luck because it's a shame to see a pedal company go. Yeah. But, you know, even if you did make some weird, weird, shit. yeah. Weird um, shit, so, yep. 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 Uh, one more thing. Yeah. From- from PRS, this time, uh, this time maybe we don't plug it in. Hmm? You want to just talk about the maybe non-electric? these we don't plug it in. You want to talk yeah. about the non-electric ones? Yeah. So, PRS released some parlor style acoustic guitars: the SEP20 and the SEP20E. One of those, the E stands for electronics, which means it has a pickup inside. Otherwise, they're the same guitar, totally the same. All the specs are the same, all the colors are the same. You can get one with a pickup, one without. The one with a pickup. I actually think it's interesting that they would sell one without a pickup, don't you? Me too. Yes, I, I am very <laughs> interested in that. Uh, I, the one without a pickup costs five hundred dollars. The one with a pickup costs five seventy nine. It's even not a huge price difference. Yeah, I mean, I suppose for a low cost guitar. They're like, and you know what? If you don't, if this is a campfire guitar, you know. Yeah, I have seen it referenced. We'll save as, you twenty five bucks. <laughs> I've seen it talked about as like this is the best end of the couch guitar you can buy. So, yeah. so what's the deal? Okay, so it's a parlor shape, which means it's a smaller body. Um, how do you even describe this shape? It's like 
kind of got the sloped shoulders. It's like if there's two lollipops melted together. That's a great way to describe a guitar, Justin. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, did ask. It's got a mahogany top, back, and sides. And I like all mahogany acoustics. I think they have a really interesting sound. Uh Uh, Ebony bridge and a bone nut and a bone saddle, which is a pretty big feature point for a $500 guitar, I think. Usually reserved for the bigger boys. Yes. Uh, neck and body joins at the 14th fret, so it's it's small. You know, these are little guitars. Uh, it's a, a double-bound body with a herringbone binding and a matching rosette. So it's got a little like nice detail around the binding. Mm-hmm. It looks like stitching almost. It doesn't look like a lot of cheap guitars where it's stripped of all the appointments. Yeah, even the, like the yeah. on this one that's pictured with the pickguard, it's a cool-looking pickguard, and like... You know, whether or not you need one on an acoustic is debatable, I think. But it's uh Is this the the black the matte black finish? Yeah, I don't, what do they call it? It's like um char uh sorry, black top and then charcoal is black with no pick guard. Oh wow. And it's a little more brown, and then they have a vintage mahogany. Which I is like a, this, a dark natural. Yeah. I mean they they all look nice. I think this black is so cowboy. I mm-hmm. kind of love this. Very, very much love. Yes, the the with the off white pickguard. Yeah. And like the that saddle stitch binding, it's really cowboy. It is. It's extremely it's it's a much cowboy. cowboy. It is, right. Um what else? It's got the bird inlays, it's got the PRS headstock, but with vintage butterbean style tuners. <laughs> butterbean. Here's my question. I saw this guitar at first and I thought that PRS headstock looks a little out of place here. You think? I think so. I would have preferred to see the original Santana style uh, PRS headstock that was not as pointy. It was a little more traditional vibe. I think it would have blended into the the aesthetic of the guitar a little better. I just think it really stands. Like the PRS headstock is really distinctive. And that's probably why they put it on here. Yeah. But it's a really nondescript guitar, I think, otherwise. See, so, it, didn't, it didn't bother me. Um I'm not sure if it bothers me, but it was the first thing. I was like, whoa, okay, pointy headstock on a tiny acoustic. Like, what's that about? You don't see pointy headstocks on acoustics. I suppose it's the only, like, non-symmetrical part of the guitar, though. I think it's also now upside that, down. Now that you got me picking at it. Upside down? Yeah, so, like, you see how, like, the top side, like, points out further than the bottom? The, the asymmetrical headstock has always been something PRS has done, but I think they flip it on a few models occasionally. And most notably the Silver Sky John Mayer's model. So anyway, it's it's the same guitar, acoustic and electric. It has a pick uh, pickup from Fishman if you want the electric version. And I haven't not heard too many demos of this, but it sounds good. I think for five hundred bucks, PRS makes a great guitar, and the, all of their quality assurance and, and QC stuff happens in the U.S before they come in from overseas, because this is made overseas. Mm-hmm. So it does get a, a once-over and a tune-up and, and a setup before it leaves the factory in the U.S. to the dealer. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in between overseas and, and the dealer. So, I mean, I, I, I'm into it. I, I, I kind of love the vibe of parlor-style guitars. Yeah, and I, I love the, 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 the whole finish, the whole thing that's going on here. Very choice. <laughs> the whole of like the guitar part. Yeah. This is the but the part of it that's a guitar I love and the other parts <laughs> as well. I'm gonna see if I can find uh what was it called? The I already forgot the name. 
SEP 20. Seep. Sep 20. Seep. I did check on Sweetwater a few days ago. They were sold out, actually. Um, yeah, but yeah, did they so, ever have any? Uh, usually they would say, like, coming soon, right? Yeah, but... Yeah, here's a better... Them. Here's a better picture of... Oh, more on the way. Here's a picture of the matte black. It is really sharp looking. And I love the the black top with the natural sides and back. Mm-hmm. I think guitars that have a different color top than the back and sides is it, it's just the coolest. Yeah, I, I like this one. See the charcoal finish. Is that just how about you load my tab, Sweetwater? Frig. Uh, charcoal, I think like it's the, also matte black. It looks but, like the pickguard is black. Oh, it is. The pickguard is there. It's just black. And the, I did not even see that. And actually, the finish has just a little bit of translucence to it yes, that I you don't can see think the, the other one has. You can see the wood grain a little bit. So I think what the, the charcoal is a black pickguard, and it's got... A transparent black finish, yeah. Oh, is, oh the sides are black. The sides Ooh. and back are black on charcoal. No, no, no. You gotta go. They're, well, with they're black not. Satin. They're not black. They're just slightly transparent. Um, there's a little grain showing through, but I don't. I don't. It's a like good that. look. It's a good look, but you gotta go black satin top on this thing. Yeah, I think you so. And, and, and I, the I, other like, one, the the maho- the all 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 natural mahogany is is fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Just a plain guitar. But the choice the choice color is going to be black satin top. Everybody, it's the cowboy hat colors. Well, I think it's like the mahogany one doesn't show off the binding as well either. It's just boring. It's just dull. Yeah. Every guitar looks like that. You know, I have this weird association. The black pickguard is stupid. I have this weird association of black acoustic guitars with Bon Jovi. Like, whenever I see them, all Mm. I think of is Bon Jovi. This guitar does not make me feel that way, which is a good sign. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 The matte black one. It's also the shape. is It's very non. Yeah, we, yeah. Non, Doug just mentioned about it's the shape. It's non-Jovi. It's a it's a non-Jovi shape. It's it's a very it's a. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it does look weird. Like that's the thing. That's what parlor guitars look like. Is there a more. <laughs> like a more retro style, like that that vintage cowboy style. You play them in the yeah. parlor, <laughs> and and you yeah, and you don't you don't need to carry around your giant friggin' guitar. You just play the your little. It's a non Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of the the last week tonight bit where John Oliver's like, it sounds like it's from John Bon Jovi's deranged stepbrother Jim Banjavi. <laughs> And I know I've said that on this show before, but I just, I love it. Yeah. I love it, Jim Banjavi. Jim (laughs) (laughs) Banjavi. It almost sounds like he doesn't know the guy's name and he's mispronouncing it like an Englishman. Yeah. So, um, that, that is the deal with. That's the story. Um, that's the story from here at the Tone Controls. Um, manning the Tone Controls tonight. It's been I'm I'm Justin. This has been my this is my friend Derek. He's drinking a martini. Almost done. Almost done. There's birds, there's cars, there's children playing mm-hmm. and screaming. This has all been part of our night. I'm glad you were here with us. Yeah. I was watching a YouTube video today 
a friend of mine is getting more into uh, Twitch streaming, and he's got a uh, the blue Yeti mic, and he got some lights for his office. Why do Twitch streamers love the Yeti? It's USB. Like you don't need outboard gear. There's you know? so many USB mics. Anyway. I, it's well, also it's cheap as hell. Uh, you see it everywhere, so it's like a self fulfilling. Yeah. yeah you know, it is. Um, it's it sounds good. Like it's it's oh, it's it's good. There's a yeah. ton of products in the price point right now. Like it's yeah. the the market's super exploded, and I'm just yeah. so shocked. Everybody wants Blue Yeti. Um, there's even some. I would super recommend dynamic mics to podcasters and streamers at this point, but. They're all it, the the ship has sailed. So, uh, where was I going with this? How did how did this come up? I totally uh, forgot. Your friend is getting into Twitch. Yes, but streaming. why was I talking about that? I can't remember. Oh man, know, man, chat! I'm relying on you. Where was I going? <laughs> We're talking about microphones. Damn it! No, that's not what I need. <laughs> well, anyway, um, what was it? God damn it! I don't know. I thought you were going to start talking about Discord and Patreon. <sighs> Obviously, it's, it's gone. I, you know, like, I can feel it leaving my brain. I hate that. God <laughs> damn it. I hate it so much. Um, damn. Damn. Well, anyway, he's starting up a Twitch stream. He's streaming a lot of vintage, uh, like, retro games. Streaming Diablo oh, right. 2 the other night. I popped in. It was cool. He's got a cool setup. That's that's all I'm trying to say now. I guess whatever I was going to say before, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, he's got a great setup with the um, the Yeti. He's got like uh, the the studio lights and stuff. The he's lights, got a yeah. webcam setup, and it's, it's it's really looking great. So, what is his <laughs> Twitch stream? I'm just going to put it in the chat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I'll, or I was in, the, doing, in the show notes. I was doing my my dumb like TV host thing and trying to sound like an idiot. And, and you were like that. Let's talk about my friend's Twitch. <sighs> I got to log into Twitch. Forget it. I will. Damn it. Into Twitch. Who logs into Twitch? <sighs> to, to look at the people I'm following and, and I know. you know, meh, bah, <laughs> wah. All right. All right. All right. Bah. Follow Derek's friend on Twitch. Whoever he is. Wait, he's streaming right now in Discord. Let me get a link real quick. (laughs) (laughs) This is insane. Um, We can wrap the show up. I'll post a link to... His name is Ryan. He's he's a great guy. He's streaming Diablo 2 right now. And (laughs) you can friggin' uh, check him out on Twitch. You can switch to that when when we're done here, which will be in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's wrap it up. I want to thank yeah. the patrons. And if you're wondering about the chat and all that, like, what the hell are they talking about? They mentioned Discord. We have a Discord, and you can join it if you're on Patreon or not. But if you are and you pay us like two dollars a month, you get to join us for the live recording and interact with us in the chat and annoy all the other listeners <laughs> when the show eventually publishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one dollar a month, we're going to give you a shout out, like we're about to do. But for two bucks a month, you get to hang out in the chat, like we said. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of other kind of low key, occasional supporter perks that are are at my whim of how I decide to use <laughs> Patreon on any given day. Yep. So anyway, we want to thank Jeffrey Wright, Sean Wright, Steve Huffman, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Kyle McIntyre, Jonas Sabatini. Eric Garibaldi, who's at a gig, go Eric. Doug Gann, Doug Christ, Doug King, and OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. Thank you guys so much. 
Which is like, it's great. It's friggin' great. Come so good join us, talk about tone, uh, tell us what you like about the show or what you thought was really dumb. Um, we only listened to one of those. I uh, got the Twitch link, which. everybody. Oh, he's Twitched. There he is. Twitch.tv slash Eldranis. A-L-D-R-A-N-I-S. Go say hi to Ryan. No, say, say, Ryan, heard about you on the tone control. Turn, I know turned you about know you what on that- the... <laughs> What? I was going to say, heard about you on the tone control, but it came out as turd about you on the tone control. I'm I'm a mess. And we're signing off now. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll try again next time, I guess. This is this was a really good one until the end. It really spiraled out of control. Really, <laughs> kind of fell, really fell over. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I didn't play the thing. At the, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I didn't come up with anything. To, so, so. <laughs> Listen, this is what was going on right before you came into the thing, before the episode started. There was a couple of folks in here pre-show, and I was like, hey, tell me what I should get the robot to say at the end of the show, and I'll surprise Derek with it. Oh, cool. I can't wait. But Discord was f***ing broken, and I couldn't (sighs) hear anyone. So then I was futzing about with that, and then you turned up, and then I had to pretend like I'd never done that. So He's here. He's here. <laughs> so and, and now I, I I don't have anything. So this is this is uh, this is all we get. See you later from the tone control. Goodbye to all the components out there in the tone control circuit. Fuck Discord. Uh-huh.